You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrived on your spaceship. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. It's a queen. How did you know that? She'll breed. You'll die. Well, here we are. We are basically putting our house in order, tidying things up with Alien 3. We're getting uh, rid of the... Um, are they extras? Some might say the dregs of society yeah. and the film. Um, I, I like to think they're uh, supporting artists. That's a nice yeah. way of putting it. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Because a couple of these guys definitely went on to bigger and better things that we're mm -hmm. talking about today. Yeah. Um, possibly the others might have done, but I don't recognise them. Well, today, I think this is the most characters we've ever yes. discussed yeah. on any of our podcasts. We've got, and here's the roll call, uh, Kevin Dodd. Yep. Eric Buggy. <laughs> yeah. Arthur Walking Stick. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Frank Ellis and Clive William. But yes. also, because I thought, right, that's it. I I, I know yep. I'm I'm holding back on old Pete Postlethwaite. He's yeah, going he's to be... he's enough of a, a recognisable face, isn't he? And he does. Yeah, and I'm in it. I think he's. Yeah, he's I'm doubling right. him up with Morse when we get yeah, round to Morse. Oh, uh, Morse. Him and Morse, but we were just saying before uh, I press record there are other faces yeah. which we haven't discussed and they are Alan Jude okay played by Vincent Vincent Vincenzo Nicoli because there is a uh, which I think is some sort of joke isn't it in there when when they're running about someone shouts out hey Jude mm, and I'm yeah. thinking is that a Beatles <laughs> reference it's got to be hasn't it it's got to be yeah there's also Yoshi Troy. Okay. Okay. Peter Gregor. Right. Okay. Uh, Carl Ellis and Mark Vincent. So is Carl Ellis any relation to Frank Ellis? He might well be. Yeah. Alan Jude. Yeah. Jude is, is called out. Yep. Mark Vincent is, is fascinating to me because Mark Vincent is on IMDb, but there is no uh, actor... Nobody knows oh, who right. played him, but he is named in the film. Pete Postlethwaite says, I think I found Vincent, and all you see yes, is a bit of blood right. on the yes. wall. Yeah, so, I, I, I heard that, and I thought, who's Vincent? Because yeah, well, I have literally no idea who that is. Yeah. Imagine your part is so small you don't even get a credit on IMDb. And hence, we're not really going to look at them. Yeah. It's these five today, all right? Kevin, yeah. Eric, Arthur, Frank, and Clive. Like you say, it's like an OAP outing. It does. It sounds. It? it sounds like a, a, a you know. A, a, I mean, we'll know. It sounds like a modelling club, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and well, we finally uh, got an Eric for you. 
Yes, oh boy. And uh, as I've said on another podcast uh, on another time, you show me a decent, honourable, heroic Eric anywhere in literature, film, comics, anywhere. There's not. They're idiots or they're comedy relief, you know? Weirdly in this, we've got an Eric and a Kevin. Yes, we do. (laughs) And uh, also my brother is Kevin. Really? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But we we don't know anyone called Walking Stick. Do you think? Uh, do you think Arthur Walking Stick is someone you can lean on? Sorry, I thought maybe he's called Arthur Walking Stick because I can't find any yeah. reason why he's no. called Arthur Walking Stick. I think it's not the old tripod gang. Gang? Oh, is it, it could be. Could be. You know. Um, yeah. You know. He, he's rather well endowed, and yep. therefore he's got a walking he, um, stick. He's an. In, he, He's an interesting. Well, well, I suppose when we get to him, he's an interesting character because he's another one that whose role changes dramatically depending on which version you're watching. Yeah, we should say not yeah, quite as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's assembly cut for me because yes, we get to 100%. see more, don't we? Yeah. And uh, yeah, he lives on like uh, like Junior did uh, in the assembly cut, whereas yeah. he just vanishes in the yeah. You theatrical have to assume cut. in the theatrical cut, you have to assume he died in the flames. Yes, but he yeah. actually gets quite a nice little scene. Um, yes. Okay. So, assembly. yes. So these five, before we talk about them in the film, their backstories before uh, the film. Uh, Kevin, um, I don't know who writes this down, who, who thinks this up, but apparently Kevin was something of an amateur athlete in his youth. Yes. Uh, I mean, I uh, could tell by the way he was running. <laughs> <laughs> he does do a lot of running. That guy he does do a lot of running. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but got involved in uh, gang crime, and uh, and then was convicted of murder, and uh, sent off to Fury One Six One. So that's Kevin. Um, Eric is a serial killer who abducted and murdered six teenage girls between twenty one fifty seven and twenty one fifty eight, and that's why he's there. Arthur was involved in the drugs trade and was convicted of drug manufacturer, murder and rape. Um, Frank is serving a 20-year sentence on Fury 161. And Clive, gang crimes and murder. So, yeah, yeah lovely fellas. Now, oh, oh, lovely fellas to a man. Now, this is interesting as well, because a, a lot of these people are not got life sentences. So, no, so what happens yeah, when their sentences are? Exactly, yeah, because I can't see them sending a ship from so when when this facility closed this is so convoluted isn't it we've said before because of the mess behind the scenes when this facility closed down was the option you can stay there and, and that's your life now or we'll transfer you to another prison and you just serve your sentence because none of them none of them sort of do that standard thing of going you know oh no another another two years and I'd have been out and I was out yeah, yeah I get the feeling these people are there for life yeah. which if they were all lifers if they'd only left the lifers on there I'd go oh yeah that makes sense but I don't know yeah. what would happen when they're you know and I presume your parole's out the window for them no they're no hopers aren't they no, yeah no, exactly no. well they, they really are as we can see from uh, from this film yeah they're not they're not the most intelligent uh, no. of the bunch well we'll crack on and let's yes. play um, spot the spot character because you yeah um, you again in the green room you said to me uh, as as well you did what I did which is when you watch yes. it you've got your laptop by your side with images to actually remind you who 
this character looks like. Yeah, which <laughs> sometimes doesn't help because, like, so so Kevin Dart, to me, he's the devil from uh, Being Human. He's also he was. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the excellent um, docudrama they did about Steptoe and Son. He was Wilfred Brambles in it. Brilliant. Oh, that's good really casting. I've not seen great, it, but yeah. that is oh, good casting. It's it's worth tracking down. It's um, Howard H. Corbett is um, old uh, Captain Lorca from Discovery. Uh, uh, right. He was Draco in uh, Harry Potter. I can't think of the actor's name. Brilliant actor. Usually plays bad guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great docudrama. It's really, really good. Um, but the, the actor that, that plays Kevin Dodd, um, he's in it. And he is, even though he's obviously younger than Wilfred Brambles, he's brilliant. Re- really, really, really I can good. totally see him as him because yep. uh, that's Phil Davis. Phil Davis. Uh, the actor is yep, Phil Davis. Yeah, yeah. Very famous. And I always think of him as he's always a snidey, nasty yep. bit of work. Yes, um, he, he always plays someone that, yeah, snidey is the perfect word for him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's He's not leading yeah. man material, no, is no, he? No, 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 yeah, you're not, you're not going to cast him as, um, as your dynamic hero. Although he was, the, um, he was in uh, a, a TV, a supernatural TV detective uh, thing, Rip, not Ripper Street, the other one. Uh, it, was, it was basically, they, they got like three series out of it, and it was a... Would a, that be Underworld? Oh, it might be called Underwood, but it was basically a police station that was investigating a modern day Jack the Ripper, and it turns out it's all there's actually ghosts involved. It's a really good series, but again, he plays the the seedy, untrustworthy detective. You know, not he's not a hero. He's not got a face for heroes, has he? Which is a, no. a shame. You can't but see him in a rom-com. No, no, him. yeah, you're not going to see him as the romantic lead in anything. Uh, it's interesting in this as well because. You're watching this, and obviously, when we're watching it for this, we're paying a lot of attention to. Because I, I ended up like having to stop the film, make a note when each mm. of our characters appeared. So you're sort of concentrating on them. And I think Kevin Dodd is actually a lot cleverer than most of the other prisoners because, like, in when because he he escorts um, Ripley to the uh, autopsy of New, and he's the one because Clemens couldn't give a crap what's happening he's off looking in the corner of the room and and uh kevin is the one that notices that ripley is acting very suspiciously and not mm. in the way that you know and he alerts them. so he's he and he a, a couple of times in this film he's sort of doing stuff and it's like you're on the ball you're not you're not yeah. as, as stupid as these other people um but he's in the background doing it yes. so you don't notice it unless you're you unless know, you're watching for yeah him. Yeah, if you're just casually watching it, he's just another bald prisoner. But if you're looking out for him, and it, it's quite difficult because he has got a very recognisable face. But he's he's probably, you know, other than Pete Possefrey, he's probably the most well-known now of these actors. Um, but because he's shaped, you had to. I kept having to pause and go, "Is that him? Is that him? Uh, yeah. Oh, it is him. Yeah. He, the bald heads don't help, do they? No, not at all." Uh, but he's not the first one we see. The first no. one we th- see, Frank, I think, is... No, I think it's yeah. Arthur is the oh, first okay. one we oh, see. because yes, because the only way I could really spot him, because he's a, a lot of long shots are in silhouette now, is he's got a lot of tassels on his costume in a Dallas-esque way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was watching, going, yeah. if I saw tassels, yep, it's him. 
Right, okay. So he's there at the start, you know, when Ripley's brought in. You can just about see him. Frank gets a name check as as all the others go down to the EEV. And we get a lovely shot of him peering into the EEV, don't we? We do, Uh, yes. Yeah, Frank. He's the one looking in, shining the torch, and he notices, uh, you know, uh, Hicks uh, and uh, Bishop and Newt. Uh, yeah, and he, he kind of goes, He gets a lovely, lovely full-frame series of close-ups while he's doing it as well, um, which is, which is well, it's good or bad, depending on what, what you think of his, uh, his boat race. Um, but yeah, he gets some lots of... And he also, like you say, they mention his name Frank about four times in this sequence when they're pulling the oxen. Mm. And, it, and it's like... So, so yeah, it's like, okay, yep, yeah, he's he's locked in my mind now. Yep, so we've got him, we've got him. Yeah. So um, during the rumour control scene, we see Clive for the first time. We do, yeah. Um, he, he's on the gantry, the camera's pointing up at him, but he's yeah. kind of what, in the distance. What so. do you think when you see him? I think of uh, Robin of Sherwood. Yeah, Little John. Yeah, yeah. It, little everything John. I ever the poor sod, Everything I ever see him in, I think it's Little John. John. Yeah, he and, was so iconic in that, wasn't he? he was great. Yeah, and also, you know, just recently on Doctor Who, I mentioned this film, this British comedy called Party Party, where he's the yobbo in that. I always yes. think of him in his red leathers in that. Okay. Well, how um, do you think of him? It's up to you, mate. You know. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, Eric is off to Morse's side. When Morse yeah. shouts down and says that he's taken a vow of celibacy, yeah. um, Eric does. He's not doing anything. He's just staring off into the distance. He, he doesn't get a lot of lines, does he, Eric? No, he just looks nervous yeah. all the time. Does Eric? Um, he, he's the only way I could wa- get him is at the moment. Um, me and Anna rewatching the entirety of Game of Thrones, and he looks like Varys to me. The you know the actor yeah. that plays Varys, the, the yeah. Whisperer. So every time he appears, every time I look, goes, ah, it's Varys. So that's the only way I notice him, because he's not very memorable, is he? Well, well, I was going to save this until we reach... Yeah, I was going to save this um, until, um, you know, we were talking about each actor separately and their, you know, genre tally and everything. All the way through, whenever I see old um, Eric there, right... It's like, I know you from something. I know you from something. And when I went on the IMDb and I scrolled down, and it's like, oh, my God, it is. And Is it something I'm going to know? Yeah. And it was halfway through... uh, This was halfway through watching Alien 3, because I saw it in in two segments. And when I continued watching it, I can't unsee him now, right? You obviously don't remember him, but once no. you will, you w- you won't watch Alien Three in the same way again. Oh. He right, yeah, is Neil Buggy. That's why he's called Eric Buggy because his surname is Buggy. That's a real surname. Oh, Neil right. Buggy. I that was the made-up bit. Good lord. No, born in Dublin, yeah. right? Was in things like Crown Court, The Professionals. Right. But the thing, are, are you ready for your yeah, mind to be blown? He was in Father Ted. Hang on, he wasn't the TV presenter with the dodgy wig on. Oh, good God! Now I can see it. He's the game show got host. Bad hair. Yeah, it's a wig. Yeah. <laughs> oh it's, no! It's him. You're right. It's him. And when I went back to watching Alien Three, it's yeah. like I can just see him with his, you know, Terry Wogan little silly microphone yeah. and the terrible wig. Oh, good Lord! You are. It's him, isn't right. it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I would 
I should have got it. It's because he's not wearing a wig. He should have had that wig on. <laughs> oh, good lord! Can you imagine yes. though, if, like, if Dougal had been stood next to him when he when he uh, prematurely releasing? Ah, yeah, yeah, you've done that too early. <laughs> it would have been brilliant. <laughs> oh, good grief! Anyway, oh, wow. okay. Yes. Now, I, now I've got them all fixed in my head. Brilliant. Yes, there you go. Right. So, all right, moving on. Frank, we see Frank. He walks past Clemens and Ripley when they're going down to the infirmary yep. for that autopsy. Um, and you see him, and he, he watches them go, and then he, he speedily makes off. I'm guessing that he goes off and tells Andrews yes. that they're down in the, yeah, in the morgue, right? So why not have that scene? Wouldn't it have been good to actually have Frank go and tell Andrews yeah. rather than Andrews and, that, and that, 85 that expand, just turn up? Yeah, that expands Andrews, that he's got this system of... Of narcs, narcs, it, it, yeah. yeah. That would have been, yeah, that would have been nice, because yeah, it does yeah. explain why Andrews just co- coincidentally wanders past the uh, the morgue. Does he do that a lot? You know, it might be that I'll scene was filmed and it was yeah. snipped out, and it just yeah, hasn't been be. put back in either there's version. So, yeah, there's so much still missing that will never see the light of day, isn't there? Do you think Such it will one day when you know maybe David Fincher's not around anymore? I it might well, sad that is sad isn't it, um, but it might do because yeah David Fincher is adamant that I mean they they but did has he got that amount of control can he say I, that to Fox I don't, I don't and now think Disney he's got, I don't think he's got a lot of control as in contractual, but I think he's such a, a big director now such a name that the studio just wouldn't wanna that the money they'll get back on any sort of sales of an even longer version of Alien 3 is going to be negligible to the next David Fincher movie, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. That's true. So I think mm. they're, they're just not going to want to upset him. It's the David Lynch thing again mm. as well, isn't it? It's like, yes. yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going to release the uh, a proper version of the full extended uh, Dune because David Lynch won't ever work with us again. Well, not um, while he's alive. No, anyway. yeah. I mean it's a horrible thing to say, but that is yeah. sometimes what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, to be in the past, quite a bit of um, not not necessarily uh, cut footage, but certainly stills, photos, things like that, only appear when the director or you know cinematographers they die in their houses. Well, look at Kubrick. Up. That's what happened yeah. with Kubrick, wasn't yeah. it? You know? The amount of photos that came out when he died. Yeah. Yeah. It's good for us, not so great for him, but. Yeah, I think that that will be the case. The only that will be the only time we ever see, uh, and sadly, I imagine the minute these people do die, the studios will be putting the stuff out, mm. probably with a in memoriam tag on it. You know. So basically, what we're we're saying is we've got to outlive David Fincher. Yeah, I, I don't know whether we will. I don't know how old the poor fellow is. <laughs> He's probably younger than us, than I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, doke. Right. So it's Kevin who leads them down to the mortuary yes and as you say he does spot something's up with Ripley um, sits to one side during all this yeah. and then it's really weird because when Clemens comes down not Clemens uh, Andrews comes Andrews, down yeah. he falls in behind Andrews and you see him walking with Andrews behind him and then he's gone he's yeah. just vanished you don't see him in any of the long shots um, I don't know where he went I am, again, I imagine there was probably a shot of him being dismissed by Andrews or something that, mm. that is lost for eternity. Yeah. Um, when we talked about Murphy, 
that's when we talked about Murphy and Frank yeah. and the Ox scene. That's, um, you know, where we've got Frank saying about he's never had a problem with the ladies. You know, yeah, he always he, gives he, them the, a, a wink and a look, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, for a rapist, he does come across as quite witty and sort of... I, I, I'm not going to say charming, because he isn't. He's repulsive, but... He's much more verbose than the others, you know. He's telling that little story, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's he thinks he's the witty raconteur, doesn't he? Um, yeah, but just because he says these the things doesn't mean it's true, does no, it? I mean, exactly, no. he says he'll give him a look, a wink, and a dirty smile. Yeah, you know, can you see that working I anywhere? Can't see it working on Ripley, to be fair. Uh, no. <laughs> um, we move to the mess hall. Um, yep. When Ripley's just about to come in, you see Arthur, clearly see him. Yep. He's at the table behind Dylan um, with an un- unnamed uh, inmate. And um, Kevin is at the table next to Frank. So we've set them up there, there. Yep. Um, Kevin is the one who eavesdrops on Ripley and Clemens when, you know, Clemens is uh, filling her in on the details of just what's going on on this planet. He's mopping. Isn't he? Yeah, and he's eavesdropping he's on them. Wigan, and he is. And again, this is interesting that they're all they're all happy to uh, to tell Andrews this stuff, aren't they? They're they're not worried about snitches getting stitches, are they? No, not at all. They're just out for themselves, aren't they? Yeah. I wonder if uh, Andrews rewards him with something, you know, a packet of fags or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> some tea the, bags. Yeah. Yeah. Clive's there at the attempted rape scene, um, yes. if you look for him. But again, I don't know why, but he's shoved into the background. I mean, the guy's, what, what yeah. six foot six? Yeah, he tends he, to He's a big out. bloke, yeah. but he's shoved in the background. You yeah. just very briefly see him. When Dylan's beaten the crap out of one of them, he's well, he, in the background pleading. He's got his hands yeah. clasped together, and he's on his knees pleading to Dylan. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's... You, you can see him quite clearly in that, that he's, yeah, he's uh, pleading not to be beaten up. Uh, I'm presuming it didn't work. I imagine no, Dylan. I, uh, no, I t- yeah, him. yeah, yeah. He, he went biblical on them, didn't yes. he? Yes. Um, we th- then find out that Eric must be the cook because he comes out yep. the kitchens with some plates. He's clearing up the mess hall basically when he discovers Golic all covered in blood and drops his plates. Yep. This isn't a hero, this Eric, is he? No, no, he's. Um... This guy goes to pieces so fast people get hit by shrapnel. Yeah, he's a panicker. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Eric and Arthur both open mouth, a mouth when Andrews yep. is pulled up in the ceiling and we have that uh, uh, ridiculous F word from Morse. Yeah. Um, this is something, um, I'm, I'm, I've written in my notes somewhere down here, um, that is really a problem I've got with this film is some of the dialogue is terrible. It's delivered terribly, and this idea that every other word being a swear word somehow makes it, you know, menacing or edgy or whatever, it's just, it's just, uh, oh, shut up. Yeah, it doesn't quite, I mean, swearing can be poetic and wonderful, take Deadwood, for example. Um, But yeah, in this, it, it comes across almost like the studio went through the script and said, this is a prison, they've got to be rude men, and just put swear words at the end of every sentence whether it should be there or not mm. um, yeah it is 
it, it is strange. It's nice to know that I noticed in this as um, later on when uh, um, when uh, uh, what's his name, 86, 85, whatever his IQ is, he's drinking a bottle of Coke. So oh, yes. I'm glad that Coke survived. Yes. We can't even get glass bottle Cokes now. No, but he's got it. Yeah, They've got gone. a stash there, yeah. haven't they? Uh, Kevin has his first line. His first line is, I was there, yeah. I saw it. Massive. Hey, man! I was there, I saw it. What the fuck do we do now? Who's in fucking charge? Organise. we got to organise, right? Right, well, I guess I'm next in line. 85's going to be in charge. Jesus, give us a break. Don't call me that. Okay, look, there's no way I can replace Andrews. He was a good man. I know you guys didn't appreciate him. Aaron, we don't want to hear that shit now. Hey, sister, what about you? You're an officer. How about showing us a little leadership? Forget fucking Shirley Temple. You take charge. Right. You run things here anyway. No fucking way. I'm not the officer type. I just take care of my own. Well, what does this fucking beast want? Is his mother going to try for us all? And uh, Clive next finally gets some lines. And yep. as I say, terrible list. lines, delivered terribly. Yep. What the fuck do we do now? Who's in fucking charge? Yeah, who's in charge? Because, and, and he's a good actor. Because this is, uh, is this after? What year is this? This is after Robin Sherwood, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, and he was great in that. I, th- I wonder why they're all given such stilted performances maybe it's the dialogue maybe it's the yeah. script they're having to could be spout it's just affecting them as actors because it's terrible um, I suppose there's also the case we don't know because this was such a, a bodged production behind the scenes did they all start thinking what the hell you know it's, it, it's probably never going to get released well, it might be they've just given yeah. up it because could, yeah, it, it could well be the, the, the only the one dialogue. putting any sort of effort in is um, Pete Postlethwaite or Morse. Yeah. Everyone else is just playing it far too sort of saying my line to the camera type thing or over the top sort of bug-eyed panicking. It, yeah. you, just don't, you just don't believe any of this dialogue. No. It's just, uh, uh, you know, yet again, we're trying to compare it to the first film and, and it's just... It's, it's not just, realistic, is it? This is no, dialogue in a movie. This that's is. exactly right. I mean, I hate the line about forget Shirley Temple. Yeah. Clive says forget Shirley Temple. So it's here in this far future, they still know about Shirley Temple. Yeah. I imagine if you ask your kids about Shirley Temple, they probably they don't know who Shirley know. Temple. They'll go, what, the oh. drink? <laughs> yeah. And then Clive's got the lines. They're so bad I wrote them down. Well, what does this fucking beast want? Is this yeah. mother gonna try for us all? Yeah. What does it want? Well, what? I doubt. I doubt it's here for a day. You know what I mean? If oh, they did dear. know what it wanted, what were they gonna try and like negotiate with it? What's it here for? <laughs> negotiate well, it, with it. it. It wants to return its library books. Yeah, it, Arthur gets a line finally. He gets a line does, when yes, they're, yeah. they're, they're sorting out the torches. He's saying things could be worse for him and that other bloke he's with. Yeah, they, could, they could be, could be uh, moving the drums around, this uh, yeah. the, this material that are in these big oil drums. Yeah, dra- dragon fire. <laughs> Same colour. Um, 
and we we get we hear he's, he's got a great accent. I do, is it African or South African? Or, but it's brilliant. It's like I could hear that. I could hear it. I, he should have done the book version. Mm. I really like his accent. There's but, something about it, yeah. I think it's because there's so many other just British white actors in this, isn't there? That you get a bit of variation. You go, oh, excellent. Yeah, but Arthur was born in London. Was he? Oh, blimey. So it's a yeah. put-on accent. Oh. So it's a put-on accent. Well, well, well done to him. I, I yeah. thought it was good. There's something about him. It's just the way he is um, when you see him talking. He reminds me of uh, Bubba in Forrest Gump. Oh, right. That would have been There's just yeah. something about him, you know? Um, yeah, so that's them. Um, at least they're not moving all this uh, incredibly yeah. volatile it's material around. It's got a long around. name that I, uh, I couldn't... I, I looked at it and I was going to write it down, but yeah, it's got a long chemical name. Yeah, um, yeah. No, napalm. I didn't either. It's napalm. All right, let's say napalm. napalm. Yes. Why have they got it there, though? What, is, what got... use is this yeah. stuff? It must be something to do with the foundry. Well, it, it's really weird as well. This again, the, the this is emblematic of the fact that this facility was so many things in so many different versions. Because you've got later on, we get we find out there's a nuclear dump there. Yes. So hang on, this is a metal foundry. Well, they he says they were going to store nuclear waste there, yeah, but they yeah, never they didn't did. Bother. No, but that's handy though, isn't it? It's Six very foot handy, thick yeah. steel walls that will hold an alien, won't yeah. it? Um, so yeah, Eric and Kevin are spreading the stuff. <laughs> that's me and my brother. Yeah. Eric and Kevin are spreading the stuff. Yeah, with um, mops. With mops. Yeah. Kevin complaining about the stink of it. Yeah. Um. I, d- and, I don't blame him, uh, because like, the other day I, I spilt a bit of um, uh, thinners on my board and I almost passed out. It was like... Just so this, I'm presuming... Because they, they say you can get high off this, don't they, in one of the lines. Mm. He says, yeah, you could get high off this. Um, so it must stink in those pipes. Yeah. Uh, Frank gets got in that um, ladder shaft, doesn't he? Yes, Frank, um, Frank is the... Um, He's the guy that's carrying... Well, I thought it was a flare, but it's not. It's actually some sort of uh, spring detonator thing. So, yeah, he's got it in his mouth and he drops it and then he picks it up and he puts it back in his mouth and then the alien appears disconcertingly and and kills him and he drops it and that's when we get that really awful slow-mo shot that's so out of focus and so out of of, of aspect ratio. And he's the one that causes all this problem. He sets Should've it put all in motion. Pocket, put it in your pocket, yep. mate. You've got lots of pockets on that uniform. This is all Frank's fault, yep. what happens next. Because, yeah, the explosions happen. We've got chaos. We see Clive. We get a brief shot of him in the chaos. Um, and um, afterwards, now, of course, we're talking the assembly cut. So we have Golic going off to release yep. the, the dragon. And Arthur is standing guard, isn't scene, he? Yeah. Off and on me now. What the hell are you talking about? Talk to me, the beast. You can't go in there, ticket. The big motherfucker will eat you alive. Sorry. Yeah, so he's sort of, well, he's more slumping guard, isn't he? And uh, Golic appears, and he knows immediately that something's up. 
does Arthur because mm. he stands up and he's he's looking at it and Gollick, you know. But but we we get more crap dialogue because he yeah. says again. I've written it down. You can't go in there, dickhead. The big motherfucker will eat you alive. Yeah. He he deserves that slash throat coming yeah. out with crap like that. He really does. Yeah. That's a I nasty did, moment. Yeah. I mean, it's done real quick, isn't it? Yeah, um, it, it is. Uh, I can see sort of when they cut all this, why that you know, why they were cut. Yeah, it is because we we've had a lot of a lot of gore, but it's been very sci-fi gore, haven't it? The alien attacking people, blah, blah, blah. and this is yeah, this is just a one prisoner shiving another guy across the throat, and mm. um, yeah, it's quite nasty. Uh, and Paul McGann really sells it because he's apologising afterwards. Then. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, he's good in this, Paul McGann. Yeah, yeah, all his yeah. stuff was cut as well, wasn't it, Paul Sard? Well, to be continued yeah. in the Golic episode. Yes. Uh, Clive's back. We see him when they're all gathered in that assembly hall, um, yep. you know, um, to decide what they're going to be doing. Um, that... It's bloody stupid. When they're at the foundry and they've, you know, it's, oh, let's go for it and everything like that. Why are they all all spaced out? One, Morse is sitting on the top and then you've got a few sat oh, over there and a few me. over there. Yeah, they're posed all... so badly. Yeah. So they've had to, they've come in there to go, okay, we're going to, let's discuss. And they've all climbed into different, like, round sections. Cubby old things. Yeah. Uh, why? Because then it gets to the end and I was thinking, oh, okay, perhaps. Perhaps they're different floors, and you can get in and out of this room from there. That's dangerous in itself because the alien could come at you. But then the meeting ends, and they all have to start climbing down. Yeah. Why did you so climb what, up there? What was the point? Yeah. What was the point? Other yeah. than it's a, a nice arty shot of these guys, isn't it? I guess it shows off the architecture of the, you yeah. know, all, all, all the production work. You know. Well, uh, that sadly that was the case, wasn't it? That they'd before the script was ready they'd built all these sets and they were yes. told they had to use them yep. so, so I think you... uh, yeah I think David Finch's just going well if, if the studio suddenly I've got to use them I'm going to use them yeah, we've, we've got a three story set yeah. here stick let's more put, stuff there spread everyone out yeah yeah I suppose that's what it is so here we go then into the foundry uh, yes. section and um, when they're preparing and this is when for even it even the assembly cut at this point collapses through bad editing and poor camera work because I ain't got a clue what's going on. I haven't on. got a clue what's going on. Who is laughing? At one point somebody yeah. in the distance is laughing. And Who they, is they, that and, and why? Someone, and someone's shouting saying shut up, shut up, I'm trying to listen. Yeah, I don't know why they're laughing uproariously. Um, and then we hear screaming. Yeah. All right. So I'm presuming like, the alien didn't like him laughing either. Yeah. Maybe that was the one who was laughing that yeah. got got. Well, perhaps perhaps he was laughing at the utterly shoddy uh, effects work for the alien. He was going, you're not even in this same shot as me. <laughs> yes. um, Kevin discovers yes. the alien playing with a body. Yeah. We Do don't know who that got, is. Have you got any concept of the uh, of the geography of all no, this ending? No, no. I'm completely lost now. They're crossing over each other. Well, you've got this piston, haven't you? You've got this central thing with a piston with doors leading off of it. Yeah. But where everybody is in relation to where everybody else is and where that thing is, I have absolutely no idea. idea. Mm. So, Kevin sees this body. He starts running, the first of his runs. One of the things I really, 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 and I can keep saying really, but I'll stop now, really don't like about this film 
is the fact that we have a POV shot from yeah. the alien. We now know what an alien sees. Yeah, I don't, don't want to know it. that an alien sees anything. Yeah. It's not because the that's less alien yeah. then, is it? Is it, you know? It's also the fact that the POV shot we see, which is, you know, it's, it's presumably some guy with a steady cam, and it it's moving about in the way that when we finally see the alien in it, all its sort of special effects glory, it's not moving like that. No. So how is it moving so swiftly when the, when we see it in long shot? It's not. Uh, yeah, it. I think it was just this whole ending was a, a terrible mistake. No, I don't want to see what the alien sees. I don't want Can, to hear yeah. what the alien hears because it's they've distorted the yeah. audio. So that's what yes. the alien is hearing. Well, compare this with um, very very sort of similar idea in Alien of Dallas in the ducting when it's so much more frightening and claustrophobic when we we see a little bit of duct and the tracker. Yes. That's so much more effective than all these twats running about, crossing into each other, crossing each other. And then they keep finding bodies. And it's like, whose body is that? They never show yes. the bodies. Yes. <laughs> it's like you just see an arm and leg. It's like, who is that? I'm not invested in these people if I don't know who's died. I don't know when oh. half these characters we're talking about die. Well, out of the five, Frank I, is dead. We yeah, know Frank's how Frank dead. died. We know he died. Kevin, we see die. He gets well, a nice little death scene, doesn't he? Well, he's just about to get it. Yeah. The alien's on the ceiling, and yeah. he goes to go, and he, he gets got in the neck, doesn't he? Yeah. He obviously uh, gets the tongue well, he, in the he, neck. He dies in editing, doesn't he? Because we get a shot, a totally unrelated shot of the alien mandibles doing their pokey work, yeah. which obviously isn't into his neck, because... He's quite a distance away from the alien yes. at this point. And then suddenly we see that he's got this big neck wound and Dylan's dragging him away. So, yeah, we, we t- sort of piece together and assume that the aliens uh, bit him in the neck. Um, and, yeah, and then Dylan sort of comforts him as he's dying. Um, and that, that's him. He, he, he bleeds to death. Yeah. So we've lost so- Frank. We've lost Arthur. Arthur. We've lost Kevin. So that um, leaves two. That Eric leaves Eric and Clive. Eric and Clive, right? Yeah. Now, Eric is instrumental in that he panics, doesn't he? He sees yep. the alien and panics and um, you know, starts the piston early. Yes. Yeah, he's right. the, the alien and again, I've no idea about the layout here. The alien runs crosswise through the piston. So it enters one door, runs across, and Ripley turns around and just sees it going out the other door. Mm. But but um, Eric sees it, and he runs back to the switch, and Ripley's going, no, 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 don't do not do it, and he manages to pull the lever, and it starts this piston. And the piston's going down this corridor, blocking off each door as they go. Yes, yes. Um, so why leave the other doors open? Uh, again, I no I idea. Know. And that's the last we see of him. Yeah, we, I, don't, I don't know how he dies. Yeah, the last time we had seen Clive was when they were all posing around, yeah. you know, on that set. Um, we don't see him, we don't see him die, we don't see Clive die. Um, Rip, when Ripley is running around and she finds yeah, bits a big of bodies... Pile, yeah, a big pile of bodies. Apparently, yeah. that, is, that is Eric and Clive. Because oh, right. I was thinking, combined. I was watching it, and it's so poorly edited uh, and I thought A who are all these bodies because we never really see them and B 
who put them in the pile? Who put them all together like that? Did the alien drag them together? Where did it get time for that? No, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's an industrial thing. In the novel, it's stated Ripley does find Eric and Clive. Their bodies, as it says, all mixed up together. Oh, but okay. how they got mixed up together? Yeah, don't know. No idea. Did they were they no. running so fast they bumped into each other and like uh, you know Bugs Bunny and uh, 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 Yosemite Sam they merged into <laughs> they were pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So that's Could've it. Done. That's all our characters gone. Yeah, but in um, one of the early shooting scripts, yeah. Dolik kills Eric and Clive along with several others. Um, oh, yeah. You know, after the dragons escaped. He doesn't just kill Arthur, oh, so he, he kills others. Oh, so he was to survive past yeah. his death. So, the, so what, the the alien came out of the the, the uh, nuclear store and just let him I live. don't know. But in that early version, yeah. it's Golic who's still alive when, you know, Bishop Mark II yeah. arrives. And he shows Eric's corpse to Bishop. All right. All right. We haven't even got uh, to that, the nonsense with Bishop yet. Jeez. No, well, that will be coming. That will be coming. I was All quite right. enjoying... It's been a while since I've sort of sat and watched it. Because we, we normally just watch the bit with our character in the discussing. So this one, unfortunately, or fortunately, I had to watch almost the entire thing. And I was really enjoying it up to this sort of final ending. And it's just nonsense. There's, it there's all like completely that meeting, disintegrates, yeah, doesn't that, it? From that meeting onwards, none of it makes much sense. It just no. screams of studio interference to me. Mm, yeah, and technically how it's done as well with each character. Laugh you know, when, yeah. yeah. When we reach Morse and Bishop, uh, we got things to say about how technically yeah. some of the, those things have been done. All right, let's let's go through the actors one by one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, Kevin, as we say, Phil Davis, born yeah. in Essex in 1953. Um, he, he couldn't is... really be any more Essex, could he? No, oh, mm, I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. Um, I remember him, as I say, snidey bits of work yep. in Quadrophenia. Yes. He's a snidey bit of work. Yeah, awesome and especially work. in The Bounty, you know, the Mel Gibson Oh, yes, version yeah, I forgot of, he was you know, in that. That's not He's that in film, that. Actually, I love that film. Yeah. I, that is so overlooked. And the yes. score, the Vangelis score, is, is fantastic. Yeah, um, I much, no, it's I much a really prefer good film. it to the uh, the hugely overrated Marlon Brando version. What is Brando doing as Christian? What mm. is he doing? <laughs> I Why prefer was he Mel considered over Marlon. a good actor? No, no. I don't get it. I don't get no. it. All right. So um, did you know that he's a big Doctor Who fan? I did not, know. Yeah, he's, he's been in Doctor, Doctor Who, fan. I presume. He has. I've got it written yeah. down on my little list here. Um, I think but, he's a great um, actor. I really like him. He's, he's, he's one of those actors I would like to meet. I think. I just hope that the actor is is you know a bit different to yeah, the characters he that is, he yeah. plays. Yeah. Um, he's such a fan of Doctor Who that he actually uh, called up Jodie Whittaker when she was announced really? and 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 um, you know said how yeah, you know fantastic was that she was cast as the oh, first woman. Nice. So yeah. He seems nice. If he'd, if, if he'd have called her up and was snidey to her, that would be different, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. All right, so genre tally, he's got a genre tally of 11. Oh, that's pretty uh, good. Which is all right, yeah. Um, Robin of Sherwood, we were talking about it. Oh, what, um, what was he? It's so long since I've seen that. What was he in? Prince the John. The what? snidey Prince John, yeah, three Thank times. God. Yeah. Um, then he was in 
Underworld, which I think is that show That's that you're talking about. Of, yeah. yeah. Then Howling Five. Oh dear lord. Mm. What was yeah. that? Was that where they were? No, that because one of them they were in Australia and they were masters. No, that's Howling ones. Three. That's the masters. What the hell was Five? Werewolves in space. I wouldn't Werewolves put it past in Essex. Them. I wouldn't put it past them. No. Um, then yeah, Alien Three. Yep. Then he was in the Young Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, um, God, everyone Chronicles. had a, an appearance yeah. in that. Didn't they? I don't Who know what he, he played in that, yeah. but I, I reckon he weren't a nice person. No. He wouldn't have been a goodie, would he? No, nah, see number three. Yeah. Um, what then? Oh yeah, Tales from the Crypt. He was in an episode of Tales oh, right. from the Crypt. Um, yeah. Then Doctor Who. He played Lucius in Fires of Pompeii. Of course he did. Yes, that's the one. That's yeah. the Peter Capaldi one when yeah. he wasn't the Doctor. Oh, he would he? have been a better Doctor, I think. Yeah. Sorry, Peter. Oh, How- Howling Five was the rebirth. Oh, okay. Howling Fair Five, enough. the rebirth. Uh, and was it was it a major rebirth for the film franchise? No, no. Uh, I think that buried it. I think. Um, and you said right at the beginning, yeah, he was in Beyond Human. Yes, and he's, great. Uh, he's the devil living in an old seaside hotel. Oh, I can see the him devil, doing yeah, that. It was brilliant. I, I, we've never really discussed um, Being Human. It was great, great show. Really enjoyed it. Mm, the American one yeah. was bloody awful. Yeah, <laughs> that that very often happens. Yeah. Uh, and then Merlin was the last oh, genre right. thing he's done. Again, so far. everyone seems to get that with their. Uh, with their union card, don't they? Here you go, and you can appear in Merlin. Never got yeah. into it. Did you? You like that? You like the Merlin legends, but did you ever watch the? No, didn't go Couldn't near it. Didn't, no, I think no. I don't want to see Merlin as a young boy. Get yeah. out of it. Anyone that comes up and goes any franchise and goes, great idea for a script. X as a young boy. The no, early years. Out. Yeah, get out. Yeah, like, go away. Clear off. Yeah. Yeah. Also, right. I couldn't get past uh, Victor Meldrew. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next we've got Eric Buggy, played by Neil yep. Buggy, as I say. Um, yeah, Henry Sellers in Competition that was Time it, in yeah. Father Ted. Yes, uh, genre tally of nine. Oh, wow. Can That's you now good. see, you know, Henry Sellers from Father Ted in these things? Oh, go on. He, he was in Zardoz, the Sean Connery film. Yeah, yeah. Wow, the John Borman film. He must have film. been quite young in that. Yeah, he played Arthur Frayne, stroke Zardoz. So I don't know if he oh. was the voice of oh. Zardoz as well. I'm so long since I watched it. So is he the one with the, the thin uh, pencil tash? Just the, the head yeah, figure? Be. I think he is. In which case, yeah, he was probably quite young. In it. Okay. That's right, that's the... F- oh, no. Uh, next film, right? Uh, yeah. Next thing is something I'd completely forgotten about, a TV show, a UK TV comedy show for children that I'd completely forgotten about because I wasn't a child. No, 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 it's later than that, about ten years later. Um, Galloping Galaxies. Uh, Do you know what Galloping Galaxies is? It It had a real mystery science theatre type robot um, voiced by uh, Kenneth Williams. Good Lord, no, I... This doesn't ring a bell at all. And this Type was Gal- Galloping TV? Galaxies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like um, ch- children's ITV. Wow. Yeah, you no, should I type it in. It, it, um, I always remember that. You're right. He is the guy with a little moustache in Zardos. Hey. And he does look very young. Yeah. Yes. And a bandana, I think. Some sort of, some sort of some, head adorned. Yeah, like something's going on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I've got on my... Uh, thing right now. Uh, he was in Hellraiser. 
He was a dinner guest in Hellraiser. Oh. Then Alien 3, then the oh tale God. of Sweeney Todd. That Galloping Galaxies looks Looks awful. shocking, doesn't it? Shocking. Oh, poor Kenneth Williams. He deserved a lot better. He did anything near the end, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, he, he just needed money, didn't he? There was a yeah. uh, novelisation of it as well. Oh Galloping Galaxies. Good Lord. No, no thank you. No, no, right. no, no, no. <laughs> Arthur Walking Stick, then. Yes. Played by Diobia Apari. Born in 1971 in London, um, he's six so he's foot six. Yeah, six foot six. Yep. Um, still making stuff. He Quite was. Good. He's in the just released um, the Grey Man. You know that film oh, that's right, just come yeah. out, the Grey Man. He's in that. Um, he's got a large genre tally, 15. Wow. All right. So here we go. His genre tally. First thing, Alien Three. Then a film I haven't seen. Oh. I, I used to. Oh, it was one of the first things I thought I bought. I think I bought on DVD, um, but I haven't watched it for a very long time. Dark City. Do you remember Dark City? Oh, the French one. Am I no, thinking of no, no, City of no, Lost no. Children? I'm no, that City, City of Lost Children. Children. No, Dark City. Um, yeah, it was very dark. That's all I remember yeah. about it. Um, but he was in that. He was in Thunderbirds. That god awful oh, Thunderbirds the film version. Yeah, the Jonathan Frakes directed one. Terrible, shocking, wasn't it? It was. Awful. Um, it wasn't even a good film. Again, it's like, what, what if we had the Thunderbirds as young kids? <laughs> Get out. Um, out. Yeah. Then he was in Doom, the movie version of Doom. Oh right. Um, that's a, at, that's almost a guilty pleasure. That's so bad. It? It's good. Yeah. I've never seen it's it. Terrible. Um, it's it's a terror by all, by every criteria you could imagine. It's terrible, but it. Transcends into being, you know, oh, one of them. beers and watch it. Yeah, All to right. pick it apart with mates is great. Okay, no. Uh Death Race Two. He was is in that there. Death Race Two Thousand Two. Yeah. All right. It, no, it, well, actually, the the um, Jason Statham ones. They were they were yeah, right. I thought. Yeah. Oh no, not seen it. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, by then I'd that. given up. Yeah. Mm. Then he was in Dread. Oh right, the Carl okay. Urban, Judge oh, is he Dredd the uh, is he the guy that uh, Anderson takes prisoner? No, no, it oh. says paramedic. Oh okay. no, it's definitely not that guy. No, no, no. Um, and then he was in Game of Thrones. Oh right, and oh, he my, played. I've watched him recently. Though. Yeah, Ario Hotar, six times. Oh right, I don't okay. know what Ario Hotar is. I don't know. It doesn't ring a bell. No, probably some uh, in... dawn or something. Yeah. Independence Day Resurgence. He was oh, in yeah. that. That's a bad film. Not seen oh. it. Um, Emerald City, which was a TV oh, prequel to yeah. uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, and then he was in the Orville or Orville. All oh, right. And he played C- Captain Vorak in About a Girl. Okay. I do like the Orville, but I've not watched it. In. I still got season three to watch. All right. Uh, then he was in that remake of Dumbo from a few years oh. ago. Not and mm, then Jumanji, the next level, he was in that. You can see he's probably getting really well paid, but he needs to up his game a bit, I think. Yeah. And then I don't, I, I didn't spot him because I've never seen him in Alien Three. Really, I've never seen yeah. him, so you can't blame me for not spotting him. But he was in Loki, the TV Loki. Oh, really? You know when you had alternative versions of yes. Loki all sat round. He was the black boastful. Loki. Oh right, oh, I guess that's Arthur Walking Stick. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. wow. I, I enjoyed Loki. I thought it was a good good, uh, good show. Mm. Um, and then Frank was played by Carl Chase. Right. All right. He's got a genre tally of nine. Um, first one, The Bride. Oh, the, the Jessica Biel Sting, Sting, one, Sting yeah. version. Yeah. I remember him in the next one because he was just very ineffectual and it's like, I don't believe in you for one minute. Uh, he was in the 89 Batman. He oh, was, who was he? He was one of the Joker's goons. Oh, and I, I remember him. Hmm? Not Bob the Goon. He was the best. Goon. No, not Bob the Goon. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he was a bunch of them. You know when they go to the art gallery and they... And yes. They, you've oh, got the Prince yeah. song on. He's one of those guys grinning to the camera and being very ineffectual, wearing sunglasses and a little beret. Yeah. That's, that's Frank. Uh, okay. um, um, he was in Red Dwarf. All right. He played Old Lister in The Inquisitor. Really? Hmm. Wow. I don't recall that. Um, then Alien 3 then again the young Indiana Jones Chronicles he played a German right. in that then Highlander the TV series then Bugs then oh, The Mummy mm-hmm. The Mummy the first Mummy you know Brendan yeah. Fraser Mummy film he played Hook and then he was in Lara Croft the first Lara Croft film he played the ancient high priest okay okay that gives him Not his nine and yeah, then Clive Mantle. Yes, he's got a yeah. good, good run, hasn't he? Six foot six, 1957, in Barnet. He, like I say, he was in Party Party. He was in Jane. He was in Bottom. He's mainly known now for Thomas and Friends. You know, Thomas and the Tank Engines. Oh, right. oh, he's one of the engines. Now, he plays Gator. Oh, right. um, who's one of the trains, I, I suppose. Don't, I don't remember a train being called Gator, but... Gator, yep, there you go. Um, and he's got a, a mighty genre tally, a genre tally of 37. Wow. All right, so here we go. Robin of Sherwood, yep. 24 times. I mean, that's a Little huge genre. chunk of yeah. his genre tally. Um, then the aborted abortion that was um, his version of Nuclear Man in Superman. Oh, 4. yes. Oh, in God, a flight yeah, wig. Filmed, Do you remember? They filmed loads of it, didn't they? And then it was so poor. I mean, and bearing in mind Superman 4, it, it was so poor, they cut it all out. But you can actually still view it on YouTube and that. Yeah, it's worth watching it, for how inept it is. It's awful, yeah. isn't it? And he's doing, he's doing this type acting. It's terrible. You know what? I would have cut it out myself. I would have cut Poor old off. Clive, right? He's on a high yeah. from Robin of Sherwood. Yeah. Then he's got Superman 4, where he has to do that. And then he's in Alien 3. Yeah, you're going to play the main villain in Superman 4. I remember Superman. That was a good film. Yeah, you understand Superman 3, have you, mate? Uh, And then he goes on to Superman 4, I'm afraid. Uh, Alien 3, I'm afraid. Straight from Superman 4 into Alien 3. Wow, shit show to shit show. Because that was terrible behind the scenes as well, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Um, Then Game of Thrones. Yep. um, Where he played Great John four times. Do you think he's called Great John because of Little John? Could be. I mean, yeah, I think that he's so well known for that. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Um, then Jekyll and Hyde. There was a TV version oh, of God. Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, with um, the Irish actor. What's his name? It was, all, was, it, it was terrible. Yeah, it was awful. That wasn't Do Grey Scott, was it? No, no. It was, no. Um, oh, who am I thinking of? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know it was, you it was mean. Modern I always day. get them two mixed rubbish. up. Yeah. Well, he was in that. Yeah. And the last thing was a TV thing, 
Um, would you care to try and guess it from the name? Go on. Uh, the Accidental Medium. Is is this going to be someone that becomes realizes they can talk to the dead by accident, perhaps? Um, I don't know. Well, I, mm, it says, The White Witch of the North, Tans, okay. a struggling actress and borderline alcoholic, is forced to find an alternative income to prop up to prop her up while she waits for the acting job that will make her fortune. She takes a job in a new age shop, the Mystery Pot, and finds herself more at home than she thought amongst the nutty, bizarre customers. Oh, God, that sounds awful. And poor old Clive was in that six times. Six times. Six times. Oh, poor old Clive. Change your agent, mate. Okie doke. All right, so we're nearly at the end. Um, so we've got to vote on these fellas. It's, yeah. Out of gonna, ten. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's go. What order we going? Kevin first. Let's go go with Kevin. Kevin. Um, I like the actor. I did like the part. He did seem a bit cleverer than the others. Um, uh, the trouble is, it's these are all going to be fairly low scores. But just they don't do a lot, and they're not in the no. film a lot. So I'm going to give him a five. That's exactly what I've got. Yeah. So that's distinctly average from Kevin. Right now we've got Eric, the rather nervous cook. Eric Buggy. I, I, I would probably have given him higher if I'd have known uh, that he was from Father Ted before. Yeah. Um, he does. He does very little. He only gets a couple of lines and he's panicking. Um, so he's going to get a two from me. A two. All right. Yeah. I said three. Yeah. So that's two and a half. Okay. Arthur Walking Stick. Um, nice. I mean, if you watch it, if you watch the theatrical cut, you'll go, "Who, who the hell are you on about?" Um, if you watch it, the uh, assembly cut. Um, nice look to him. Like I say I like his accent. He doesn't do a lot. He does get a good death scene. Um, I'm going to give him a. I'm going to give him a five as well. So did I. So okay, he gets a five. So he's sharing a skate pod with Kevin, yep. at the very okay. least. Okay, Frank. Now, that charmer, the hit with the ladies. Yeah, I um. Because he does, he does, he's quite noticeable. Because he, like, say, so he gets some really good, nice close-ups. He gets a lot of name drops, and that's the key. If you've got these nondescript characters, keep telling us their names, mm. tie their names to something. And like I say, especially if you watch the assembly cut and you see his uh, his speech with uh, Moxie uh, with the, the the ox and that, it's really good, and you remember him. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump him up to a six. A six. Well, I had five and a half. Yeah, fair enough. So that's five point seven five. And then we've got poor old Clive. Clive, I like Clive Mantle as an actor. I usually enjoy his appearances. I agree with you. He's 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 borderline amateur in this, and I, there's got to be a reason. It's either the, multiple takes, or they didn't think it was being recorded, or they'd given up hope. Uh, I can only give Clive a three. A three? I gave him a one because wow. you know those lines were just yeah awful, awful. All right. That, Actually, that, no, that gives drop, him... you're right. You, you, I'm going to drop to a two. A two. All yeah. right. So that's one and a half for poor old Clive. That's poor nothing Clive. against the actor. No, no, no. Like I say, normally... It's um, just what I we like see on the stuff. screen, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we can all right, judge then. it. <laughs> yes. Right. So if we go from top to bottom, then, Frank was our highest today with yeah. 5.75. He's in an escape pod all by himself. Uh, quite deserved. It's not safe to put anyone else in with him. Oh, there's not going to be any female going there. Oh, I hope is not. there? There's not many females left. No, I think we're, we're literally down to uh, 
Vasquez, Newton, Ripley, haven't we? Now, I think. And we've got Call, haven't we? Oh from yes, the fourth yeah. one, and and the uh, pilot of the Betty. I Didn't think that's all our females. No, 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 no. No, we did Elgin, but no, she's going to have our own one. Yeah. All right. So Frank, luckily, is in an escape pod all by himself. Um, Kevin and Arthur, then, as I say, they're sharing a uh, an escape pod, but they're sharing it with two other people already. Are already in there. So Kevin and Arthur are sharing with Spunkmire. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I probably get on. And Boggs. Oh, right, yes. So, yeah. Definitely, yeah, so it's a reunion almost for them. So we've got three from Alien 3 and one from... um, Aliens. One from Aliens. Spunkmire looks like he could have been one of the inmates. He could have easily been one of the inmates, to be honest. They could have have cast him as a sort of in-joke. No Mm. one would have been any other way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then we've got Eric, the cook. Eric, the half apart, yeah. Yeah, he's got a two and a half. He's in a, he's in an escape pod all by himself. Right. All right. Okay. At two and a half, and then Clive with one and a half. I feel so sorry for Clive. He's not going to be our lowest, Clive. is he? No, but unfortunately, he's sharing the lowest escape pod wow. with General Perez. Oh, I knew it was going to be Perez. Our benchmark. Like, they both got one and a half. Yeah. Oh, Would you rather watch Perez's parts again or Clive's? That is very difficult yeah, because dear. because Clive's lines irritate me and Perez irritates me, yeah. but I don't know which is the worst. No, I don't know. Perhaps it's right that they're together. Perhaps that's, yeah. just, that's all we got to let them be. I, th- I, I think both, it's fitting that they they're are. They're both irritating. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's us done. So uh, we're moving on to Alien Resurrection. I did not and think we would get an hour out of them. No, no. Wow. It's a bit of a surprise. Um, will we get an hour out the next customer? Because oh, the next time we're in Resurrection... Always, we're always happy to go back to Resurrection, aren't we? Yeah. Raise the quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is going to be interesting because this character we're going to be talking about, um, I think we've got a lot to talk about. And I think, I think a lot of what we're going to be talking about will be this character's genre tally. Oh, is it um, Gediman? It is Gediman. Yeah, it is most Brad. definitely Brad. Dorf, Brad, one of my favourite so, actors. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to. Uh, <laughs> to this talk is going. Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. The genre tally. I mean, this is the guy that played Peter DeVries. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the killer in Exorcist Three. Yeah, oh, yeah. How can you have Brad in a film, and it still be terrible? You know. Yeah. Mm. Although, yeah. Although, will his part be terrible? We well, see. join us next time for that, yeah. okay? All right, folks. Oh, thanks for uh, hanging around for us for uh, an hour's talk about yeah. glorified extras, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Excellent. If we can waffle about them, we can waffle about anything, I tell you. It just shows you, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. All right. Nice okay. one. Cheers, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Bye. See ya. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.